You are listening to A Walk in Their Words. This is Jin Wen Pao and Sin Xian Niang, and they are husband and wife. If you listen to Kam Sien Sang's story, you'll know that his father, Jin Pao, and him came to America from Burma in 2008. His mother, Sin Xian Niang, came to America the following year in 2009 from Burma. And this is their story. In 2001, my, my father gone to Malaysia. And then from that year until September 2009, uh, we did not see each other. Uh, my mom and my father especially, they did not see each other, even there's no video phone call or thing like that. So when they resonate in Buffalo, my mom said that uh, it was very excited, emotional. <laughs> At the same time, you know, uh, there's like some gap distance because it, of you know the the years that we do not see each other. Yeah. My name is Jin Pao. I come from Myanmar. My name is Jin San Yang. I come from Burma. We came to America in September first, two thousand eight. In Malaysia, the UNHCR, the United Nations, is supporting refugee, and then they are. Uh, accepting applications for the people who seek uh, safety and uh, the people who are in danger so they can it is opportunity for the Burmese people so when we heard about that uh, at the same time we were in trouble with the government the government is taking away everything we have and then so the only hope is the opportunity that opened by United Nations so I flee Burma first and then start the application by myself for my family. Malaysia, uh, I uh, try to find any uh, available job. Uh, we cannot choose, you know, because I have to support my family, all of my family back in Burma. There's no specific job that we can, uh, I can share because uh, I work any kind. Sometimes I work as a construction, sometimes in the farm, uh, anywhere they need me. So is you work something t- today, uh, afternoon or tomorrow, it's going to be different. I send money, whatever I earn, and then they feed themselves with the money. So I do not know how they spend, but uh, they survive. So I apply for the United uh, Refugee Status, and then when they accept my application, I invite them and I call them to Malaysia. Jin Pao and his two sons were already in Malaysia, and when he found out the whole family was granted refugee status by the United Nations, he called the rest of his family to come join him in Malaysia. They were scheduled to leave for America three months later, but first Jin Pao's wife, Jin Sunya, and their three other children had to take a dangerous journey through the forest. Their flight to America was booked for late in the evening on September 1st, 2008 but they did not arrive to the refugee camp until early the next morning. Jin Pao and his sons went ahead to America, 
but Jin Sunya had to go through the whole process again, and she and the children weren't able to join them in America for another year. In September 1st, uh, we came to America from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. In September uh, 1st at night, the next morning, like September 2nd, my family arrived in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. So it was like only about five or six hours different that we did not meet each other. So we came to America in September 1st, like 11.30 p.m. My family arrived in 6 a.m. We got a phone call from the agent before we, uh, you know, depart from Kuala Lumpur. My mom said, um, I was disappointed at my husband first because he thought, he, you know, he's going to wait for us, but he's gone to America before we arrived in Malaysia. So I had to, there's like another, the next challenges that I have was living in uh, the city. Uh, nobody going to help us, nobody going to feed us, especially because my husband is gone. And where am I going to find a job, you know, get money for my children? And even the United Nations uh, helping us, they did not feed us, they did not give any money to live here um, with the basic expense. And we have to survive ourselves again in the city. And then also when we were in forest, uh, the current National Army and the Burmese government, there's a big war going on each day. We have to run everywhere. We do not know where we are, but it is only forest. Sometimes by the river, sometimes by the tree, big, you know, thing, mountain. We've been everywhere in the mountain. So uh, my, I was like, having a mental illness and then it gives me headache every time I'm thinking about it. So there's like big health condition that affect when I was in Malaysia. So but now in America, I have primary doctor who can help me. So before they arrived, they were in the forest. Uh, they Their money was stolen by the uh, agent's assistant. So we did not have any other money to support or send it back in order to uh, get them to Malaysia before we come to America. And then they were hopeless. They were, uh, my mom and then everyone, even my sister, they were keep crying because they got no support from anyone. Uh, my brother and my father were the one who have to support them. But since we are gone to America, they have they face another challenge uh, to support themselves, so it was very challenge for both sides from our side, even we were in America in two thousand eight you know we safely arrived in America uh, every day and night, our emotion our feeling is all about our fa- half of our family member who will support them and then uh, another challenge is for my father and us is that we did not, even when we try to get a job to support and send back uh, my family member, because we knew that no one will support them, we did not get a job right away because we need to have social security ID and all the proper documents to get a job. And then also the welcome money that we got from 
the refugee agency is not enough because we have to pay for rent, utility bill, phone bill. So there's no money, even a penny, that we can uh, you know, share with my family mem- member in Malaysia. So these are the challenges. And also another challenge is the language barrier. My father could not get a job right away because of his language. In 2008, most of the employees do not accept refugee for their employee. Uh, one, just because they are with refugee status. Two, language barrier. Three, uh, the work experience. And my after like three years, uh, the only thing my father can do is go to school, ESL class, and then. So after one year, no, two years, uh, he got a job. Uh, it was on pay about seven dollars an hour, and then still not, uh, you know, sufficient to support my family member in Malaysia. Half family uh, gone to America, and I still have the other half. So this is very mile away, and then even we have you know case with refugee agency we thought that we are not gonna see each other again every day i'm suffering uh am i gonna see them again and then is there's hopeless even i am in the united nation protect under their protective so first i would like to thank god for uh, keeping us safe when we were in forest, uh, we had to share food with other people. It's not enough. And we were hungry all the time. And at the same time, we thought that we could not see anyone. Even I could not speak the language that the people who protect us, you know, keep us safe. Uh, it is in current state, so my mom do not speak current. So that's one of the challenges. I could not communicate uh, or tell them what I want. They do not understand me, and then they don't understand me. But God, this is the only all about God protections. So they understand, they keep us safe. Yep, these are the challenges that uh, we have. And then also when we, my children are sick, there's no medical supplies, and I hope hopeless at you know all the time. My son, my daughters, are they gonna pass away without medical supplies? And then we did not live in a proper shelter when it is raining. You know, uh, rain drop it on us. We can see sky at night, and then very hopeless situation. Being in America is like, you know, uh, release uh, a bird from the nest, you know, like I can see the freedom, uh, I become healthy, uh, everything is like, become light, you know, the, uh, the burden that I have is gone. One of the challenges, the biggest challenge for my mom is that uh, when I see people with uniform, uh, I'm afraid still right now because of what they have done in my family in Burma. So I could not pass my citizen test yet until now uh, because of the citizens uh, USCIS office, the security check-in, they were tough, you know, they we have to fast, they asking us like, what, why, what are you here for? And then what do you have? Do you have open? Do you have anything like security check-in? After that, there's another security process at the office. 
and then once I see those people in uniform, I am afraid I lost everything. So even I study for the test or go to the class uh, for citizenship preparation, uh, all things is gone right away. So until now, it's one of the biggest challenges that I have. Not only my mom, there's so many people still. Uniform is very bad. Having the resettlement children is that my expectation for them is to be educated, to become successful. So when I see the children when they are in this uh, school, uh, I wish I can be like them. This is the education country, you know, everything has to do with edu education. So I want to be like them and I try my best learning English, trying to able to communicate with the children because they will forget, our, they do not talk in our own language, they talk in English. So the, even the, I have a children, they don't talk my own language and I do not speak English. So that's why for me, they push me to learn English. So most of the younger generation in our community, the children speak uh, English, so they could not communicate with their own mother, parent, and older sister. So children sometimes want to talk to the mom and then express what they are feeling. Uh, it could be a bad thing or it could be a positive thing, but I do not, not understand even they speak uh, our own language, it doesn't make sense. So these are the things that we face. And also when I try to talk to the children, uh, they do not understand. Uh, you know, there's like very big between big gap between parents and children. So these are the most challenges. The most challenges that I have is the children that grow up here, they are very quickly adapt into these new cultures, American cultures. And they, most of them right now, even in our family, uh, do not care about our home country, how we, where we come from, how we were in trouble. And also the grandparent family member in Burma, how they are surviving each day. So these American grow up children, do not understand that. And so if they understand that, uh, they would give me a lot of respect, you know, and then honor our parents, grandparents. And then, so these are, they forget our cultures too, and language at the same time. So these are the most important thing that we need to like change. And then also it's also the challenges that for me, I have in my children's. In order, in order to support myself and my family, and then also to communicate with friends, uh, language is the most important thing. So we could not understand uh, what he said, what he tried to say, even good or bad, we do not know. And from us, the same thing, we could not communicate. These are the most difficult thing for us. Yep, with the resettlement process, uh, since my first day of arriving here in America, I have a goal that it is, as a father, my responsibility is to get a job and to support my family. At the same time, even there's a challenges, I trying to make a lot of money. And then we, we already know that uh, we learned that from the resettlement agency, everything that we use 
and it costs money. So there's nothing for free. So I have to work hard. I have to earn a lot of money. I have to buy a car. Car is a need, you know, it's not wanted. So for my family, if I don't have car, uh, I will fail my family with the transportation. And then, so that's why I work hard. Also learning English, even I am getting old, I work a very entry level job, a physically job. And uh, so, at work, uh, another challenge is, uh, you know, not being able to communicate with the manager. They, I do whatever, any kind of job that I can do, make money. Here in Buffalo, uh, he work in the Tyson Food, you know, Tyson Food, the chicken company, yeah, it's for five years. And then uh, he worked for, after that, after the Tyson, you know, the company is gone, completely gone from Buffalo. He worked for Mayor Bro, uh, Apple Cider in West Seneca for five years. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy about the diversity in Buffalo. I am Asian. I can be friend with other uh, different black, white, Spanish, all kind of people. So even we do not understand the language, there's you know uh, something that connect us. So that's I can make friends. Yep, so these are the most uh, enjoyable that I have, also the equal opportunity. And, and then uh, until now, I do not see any racial discrimination uh, with anyone I have connection with or being friend with. So these are the most, you know, uh, lovely thing that I have. I also focus on the future, how to become success and how to be more uh become more happy family so these are the goals that we have and share together every day and at the same time when i see my children you know uh, this is something that we thought we never see each other again and then i'm very excited and then i could not like describe right now what how it will not be definable you know uh, how happy i was so seeing my family again uh, 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 I would like to share it to other refugees, all the people who will come to uh, America as refugees, or whoever listen to my story. I want to share that uh, even you are young or old, it doesn't matter. America is uh, one of the most uh, rich in resources that you can become successful. So in education, if you want to become businessman, you can be successful in any way from any corner you can be successful in america please uh don't think that you are old uh, you can start you know your dream today so even you are not like successful uh at the right away you will be successful and then whatever you do uh, it will come to your generation and then you know you will they will see the what you fight for and then what you stand for there's a lot of challenges that uh, we face but let's put aside the challenge that we have, but I'm happy that we are all together. So this can me, you know, happy every day. No, okay, <laughs> happy. <laughs> A Walk in Their Words is produced and edited by the Center in Utica and the International Institute of Buffalo. We would also like to thank our partners, Catholic Charities of Buffalo, Catholic Family Center, Journey's End Refugee Services, 
the College of Southern Idaho Refugee Center, and the United States Committee for Refugees and Immigrants. And lastly, thank you to the clients who chose to tell their stories. We appreciate your time and bravery.